And I think we, the people, deserve to know. Yes, it's painful information to know that so many little ones are being harmed, but how much more painful is it to look away and allow it to grow so much more pervasive until it's an industrial scale assault on our young ones like it is right now? That's what we've got. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. I'm your co-host, Amber Archer. And with me, as usual, is the mastermind behind the camera, Mark Archer. <laughs> President of County Poor. Except we're behind the mics today, Behind right? the microphone. I'm mix master, <laughs> mix master Mark today. Oh, if you guys are just joining us, welcome. This is a husband and wife show. And we are a filmmaking team creating documentary films from a biblical perspective on issues impacting our society and culture with the mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to get involved and take a stand for biblical principles and values. So on Tuesday, if you missed part one with our um, interview with Craig the Sawman Sawyer, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because we're picking up with part two today. And what's Craig? There's There's an excerpt from his movie that he mentioned in episode one, Contraland, and... Tell everybody, kind of give a quick rundown, if anybody, if somebody's just joining us, what's Craig's background, just real briefly. Sure. So this is part two of a four-part interview with Craig the Sawman Sawyer, uh, founder of Veterans for Child Rescue. Craig Sawyer uh, is a Navy SEAL DevGru sniper uh, that is SEAL Team 6. Uh, founded Veterans for Child Rescue in April of 2017. Craig grew up near Houston, Texas, got his tactical start in the U.S. Marine Corps. Hoorah! He quickly transitioned to the U.S. Navy to pursue high-level special operations as a U.S. Navy SEAL. As an operator on the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, also known as DevGru, Craig gained critical combat experience that is now being utilized to protect those who cannot protect themselves because... Of his experience as a federal criminal investigator, Craig is uniquely qualified to run joint sting operations with law enforcement agencies and allied NGOs. So he is a battle-tested warrior. He has seen a lot of combat experience. Mm -hmm. He uh, ascended to Navy SEALs. And then the elite of the Navy SEALs, Dev Gru or SEAL Team 6, is the tip of the spear. It is... Mm -hmm counterterrorism at the absolute highest level. Right. And we started, we interviewed Craig for our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, Mm -hmm. which is all about what? So, yeah, The Mind Polluters is not about the military or uh, specifically child trafficking, uh, which is what Craig really focuses on. But the, The Mind Polluters is about the sexualization of our culture and our children through the education system. And so why was it important to interview him? Well, it was interesting to talk to Craig. It was important to talk to Craig because if, you, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, uh, and if you go back and you listen to the podcast we did with Audrey Werner and then uh, a multi-part uh, interview that we did with Monica Klein. I'll leave links in the show notes right. for you guys. <laughs> and these are both uh, women who are who are in the cast. Uh, we interviewed them for the film. And one of the things that they both had in common was talking about the natural aversion that children have towards things sexual. Sexual, sexual advances. Advances, mm-hmm. pornography, things like that. And from different perspectives, Audrey talks about when she was a child, uh, 
in a, in a Lutheran school yeah. and being handed this book that really was a pretty inappropriate book for sex education for an elementary school mm -hmm. and how she didn't even want it close to her. So she shoved it way back in her desk and mm -hmm. she kind of covered it up and, and she realized that that w later that that was her natural aversion mm -hmm. to protect her moral innocence. Mm -hmm. Monica Klein talks about coming from the background before she knew Christ of working for Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. as a comprehensive sex educator mm -hmm. and talks very thoroughly about how what their mindset is. And she even says what they're doing with this CSE curriculum is they are grooming children. Mm -hmm. And you're going to hear Craig talk about that repeatedly because we wanted to talk to Craig because I, I, I found out about Craig through Judith. I was Dr. Judith Reisman. Dr. Judith Reisman. And Who she we interviewed. Yep. And, and also Craig interviewed. Mm -hmm. Judith was on his board of advisors for Veterans for Child Rescue. And mm -hmm. I, said, hey, Judith, can you connect me with Craig? Because I watched his film, Contraland. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't watched Contraland, you you really, I, I highly encourage you to watch it. It's free. I'll leave um, a link in the show notes. Right. It, Contralandmovie.com. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Vimeo. And Contraland is a stunning film, a documentary film showing the realities of now, he's not dealing in the classroom. He's dealing with helping law enforcement take down pedophile predators. Mm -hmm. And these pedophiles, they talk a lot in Contraland about how pedophiles groom children. Mm -hmm. And as I watched it, and I did this flashback to talking to Monica, mm -hmm. and I went, this is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Grooming is grooming. So one is being groomed on the streets. On the streets. And one is being groomed in the classroom. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And it gets it gets more intense with each passing day, it seems oh, like, yeah. these days. I mean, and they continue to target younger and younger. I mean, they've got comprehensive sex ed in kindergarten now. Yeah. I, I mean, this has to stop. It has to. And, you know, we were having a conversation uh, with someone the other day and, and about the podcast and and she said you know we we enjoy your podcast but it's it's hard to listen to it's difficult and you know it's true this is an informational podcast it's an informational podcast it's, 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 that's it <laughs> it is it, as hard as it is to listen to it's harder for us mm -hmm. to to put this stuff together because you listen to it once i've listened to it half a dozen times yeah by the time you hear it on the podcast because mm -hmm. we have to cut this stuff down it is difficult, but I, I had this question in my mind. I, I have my answer. I was going to ask you, mm. why Why do we do this? Why do we bring this kind of information to people in films and podcasts? You know, films especially have such an, um, it's such a launching point and a platform mm -hmm. for dialogue and conversation. And because we live in such a, a short soundbite system in this world with the news and the media and everything. I mean, you don't ever get the full truth of what's happening. And so we're able to go, I mean, just just for us and what and what we're doing right now with the mind polluters, being able to go and have these real conversations face to face. And that's what that's what's missing. 
we don't ever see the other side. We don't ever get to hear from the people who are actually doing these things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for for me personally, as a mom and as a parent, I have to tell every mother and every parent, every grandparent about what is actually happening to their kids because it's atrocious. And, you know, Mm -hmm. your mama bear instinct comes out and Lord help us save the children. Mm hmm. And I, for my part, I think because you talk about the mama bear instinct and, and uh, as a father and just as it, it, men are supposed to be naturally wired by the Lord to be protectors and it makes my blood boil to learn every day when we're learning about this stuff. But even more than that, I have zero tolerance for bullies and liars. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're finding these, you expect it with the sex traffickers and the mm-hmm. pedophile, just the outright perverts, right? But you've we're got- We're talking now about, <laughs> well, these are people in the classroom. And it and it comes from somewhere. I mean, you look at um, Newsflash, if you haven't read the handbook for the National Education Association, mm-hmm. and your, ch- your children, your child is in a public- government-run classroom, um, you might want to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Go see if see if they stand up to your same values in your home, because I can almost guarantee they guarantee don't. Guarantee you they don't. And I tell you what, and I know that I'm not alone. I don't, I and I don't say this lightly, I am sick and tired of being lied to. Mm-hmm. And I know if you're like me, you may not paint with a totally broad brush, and neither do I. I'm not accusing everybody in every institution of lying about everything. But let me tell you, folks, we've been lied to an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And you know it deep down inside. Now, whether or not you choose to acknowledge it and face it is up to you. Mm-hmm. I have had my fill. Yeah. And I'm going to face this dragon. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love people, everybody that we've interviewed for this film. I love listening to Craig. I love listening to Monica. I love listening to Audrey. I love Judith. Ken Ham. Ken Ham, you're going to hear from him in a couple of weeks. Because these are people who inspire us because they have they have stood on in stood their ground, mm-hmm. stood their purpose, and said, no more. Mm-hmm. You're this is the line. You're not crossing this line. In fact, I'm coming for you. Yeah. We're all one body in many parts. Say it all the time yep. in, from scripture. So what you're going to hear here in the beginning of part two is uh, is a brief uh, audio snippet from the film Contraland. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And then it picks up with Craig talking about what you just heard in the clip. The man who, who they took down. Right. One of many in the film. So let's l- give a listen to part two with Craig, the Sawman Sawyer. I'm 19 years old and working for the first time with law enforcement as a decoy to take down a bunch of pedophiles. An ad was placed in an underground website last week, and dozens of men have responded to it, eager to sexually assault a 13-year-old. It's scary, but it's important for me to be here. Every time there was a knock on the door, I got a little bit of... uh, butterflies, but I don't think it was necessarily from nervousness. I think it was because I was excited to take these guys down, (laughs) mostly. And um, I was all in. And whenever the guys showed up, I was like, let's do this. Take this left for this large hammer here. No, no, take the right. I'm directly across. No, no, no. Right. Right. 
Keep coming, keep coming straight, and then you'll take the right. You can see my truck. Then. Yeah, I see you. You can just pull right up there behind my truck. Okay. All right, shall we do you sit down a minute? All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, we agreed on $100 to get him in the door. Alexa, play classical for focus. Uh, if you like, you sure can. Kelly, very nice to meet you. Hug. Uh, we don't, we, we don't get hug, get hugs. Um, so let's take take care of the hundred dollars. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, can I ask you to tell me, you know, just a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I am married. Mm -hmm. Have a family. Mm -hmm. My wife and I are happily married, but haven't had any intimacy for for years, although she's a very good woman. Right. You have just the two girls? For now, yes, in this location. Uh, when we get back to the southeast, we'll, we'll have more girls, but but these are the two so that I like to travel with the These aren't your, your physically your girls, then? Um, I take care of them. Okay, I understand. Right. Yeah. I was thinking that it's your own daughters, but... Oh, no. Okay. They're like my daughters. I mean, they're, they're my favorite girls. Okay. So... A half hour, uh, I'd like them to choose which one's first. Okay. And then a half hour with the other girl. Okay. And then if things are going well, we'll agree on that right up front. Right, and so you've already paid me the $100 for that. Yeah. And then if, if everything is fine, then we'll do the two together. Okay, and then that'll be an extra 50 at that point. No, an extra 75. Oh, oh. look how honest you are. Oh, that's nice of you. You're very sweet. You actually remind me a lot of my grandfather, and he was a great, great man. In one of our operations, there was an elderly gentleman. He was a monster, but he looks like a gentleman because he showed up in a suit. He was 73 years old at the time. And he came to rape two little girls. And he was in a, sadly to say, he was in a church group in Utah, and he felt like that was normal. And after we arrested him, we had two of his family members call us and thank us for stopping him because God only knows how many people this guy was raping, little children. And I was I was really upset to learn that the, even though this guy was prosecuted, he was convicted on all counts, and he should have been in a jail cell or in prison where he could rape no more for the rest of his life. But inexplicably, the judge later let him out, apparently saying something to the effect of, oh, he's too old to be a threat. But I would expect that the judge probably didn't realize that the predator's own family members were thanking us to, for putting a stop to him. And what this guy did we called him Naughty Grandpa because we'd been studying him as he was calling for the, the, the girls. We used two junior decoy agents for that sting operation. One of them was our own daughter. So this guy came for two young girls, 12, 13-year-old girls, 
with a pocket full of Viagra, condoms. And I mean, he's raping children was nothing new to him. And he put on this front that he was such a gentleman, such, such a kind man. And he was even smiling in his mugshot, which I thought was creepy. Just shows this sociopathic nature. He didn't respect the harm that he was, appreciate the harm that he was having on his children. And um, that type of thing of, of how he just had no empathy for the children was very disturbing for all of us who observed him. And the way that these predators groom children is they, they talk to them and they try to break down the child's natural defenses against this harmful behavior. So the predator begins this process by which they cause the child to begin giving up or compromising their defenses so that the predator can manipulate the child into giving in to the sexual abuse. And that's what we're talking about when we say grooming. It means beating down, wearing down a child and causing them to give up their defenses so that the predator can overcome the natural defensive mechanisms that a child doesn't want to be raped so that the child eventually succumbs to the abuse and then the shattering of the mind. And I'll tell you right now, in my talking to so many of these victims who have survived it, and a lot of them don't, they die from the various forms of abuse or they kill themselves from the emotional trauma and grief and the just the psychological devastation of adults doing this to them repeatedly instead of helping them and loving them and empowering them and mentor them, mentoring them as we look at adults, adults that, and we think that they should be that for us as children. The little children, they don't understand, so their minds are shattered. Some of them, many of them tragically kill themselves. But the the ones that do survive can articulate to me in adulthood what they could not explain and articulate in their little child mind. They just don't have the vocabulary, the the ability to express themselves yet. They can't even really formulate the thoughts fully to tell you what it did to them. But when they're adults, boy, they sure can, especially after a lot of therapy and counseling and healing. And it tears my heart out. It would tear anybody's heart out. Unless you're just a callous monster, if you can relate and empathize to a child in any way, then if you heard what these people were put through and what it did to them emotionally, psychologically, in addition to the physical trauma and harm, it would break your heart and you'd stand next to me and fight. And I think that's really important. I think we, the people, deserve to know. Yes, it's painful information to know that so many little ones are being harmed. But how much more painful is it to look away and allow it to grow so much more pervasive until it's an industrial scale assault on our young ones like it is right now? That's what we've got. So it's not okay to just turn away. It doesn't make it go away just because we don't look at all. La, 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 I can't bear to hear it. It's painful for me. Well, what are the children going through right now, right now? And so if we can just reach the American citizens and say, look, man, for crying out loud, let's just all step up and do a little something. Let's change the legislation. Let's make it a lot uh, 
harder to do this. Let's make a lot stiffer penalties on destroying children. Let's have a lot more safeguards for the children. Let's educate the children on how not to be a victim of this rather than grooming them in elementary school and causing them to be easier victims for it, which is what we've got right now. We need to change that. The direction that we're going with the children right now, trying to hypersexualize them is destructive. It's the wrong direction. Yes, they need to learn at some age about sexuality, how we reproduce, what's healthy, what's not healthy. But I'm telling you right now, a, a kindergartner learning how to have anal sex and all these other forms of perversion is an abomination and it's destructive and I denounce it. And we must all denounce it on the behalf of the little ones. There's a time and a place to learn about everything, but these little ones have no need for certain types of perversion. They wouldn't normally learn about that until much, much later when they could better process it and, and deal with it accordingly. So what's being taught now through social emotional learning is compromise. Should we be teaching kids in kindergarten, first grade, second grade to compromise what's right and wrong and go along with things? Or is that part of the process of grooming? Is that what predators do? You know, it's been interesting to me to learn in this process of filming the documentary and, and researching child trafficking and how it happens and all the different aspects of it. It's been interesting for me to learn just how naturally adverse children are to sexual advances. They have a natural defense mechanism. They're repulsed by it because they're not supposed to engage in it. They're, it's not healthy for the species. There are a lot of scientific reasons why, but they're naturally not drawn to it. And so it's, it's, the, it's the process of overcoming their natural aversion to it that is, is tragic. They have a normal defense. It's normal for them to, I'm not ready for that. That's not for me. I don't want that. And they, they have a sense that it's wrong. That's in there. It must be in their DNA. They understand even ones that haven't been necessarily taught about it yet. They know that it's wrong for them and they don't want it. That's interesting for me to kind of observe and go, wow, it's, it's natural. It's inherent in so many of the children that mm -mm, they're not, that's wrong. It feels bad to them for a reason. And so how ugly to beat that down and overcome and and force them to engage in language and thought that is so repulsive and ultimately so destructive to them. So those are things that we, we all really must look at changing. In dealing with this topic, so many of the champions for children have turned out to be women. I celebrate it, it's a beautiful thing. Dr. Judith Reisman, champion for children. My own daughter, Aspen, she's a champion for children. She stood up and fought back. And I see so many standing up and demonstrating the moral courage to defend the children. And sometimes I look around and I think, wait, wait a minute, hold on. Hey guys, hey gents, men, where are you? Where are you on this? 
And there are a lot of guys that that say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm tough. I'm a warrior. I'm like, okay, yeah, I was too. You know, I got warrior on the inside. Don't show me a bad guy. I'll, I'll go crush him, right? So I get that. I understand that. That, that. that runs through my veins pretty hard. But what is it that you were defending as a warrior? If not the most precious and innocent little ones who need it most. If you can't protect a child, if you can't stand up, and defend the little ones? What does your warriorhood mean? What does it count for? Where's the value on your manhood, your masculinity, your your machismo? What's it all about? It means nothing if you're not standing up for those who need it. That's the only reason you have masculinity and this power is to defend others. So my challenge to the gents out there is, hey, look, Let's not let the women carry the entire fight for the children. Let's stand up next to them, at least, and join the fight. Step, step on, onto the battlefield. Step into the arena and go, you know what? Me too. I'm with you too. And a lot of guys, they, they, they look away or they'll back away because they don't feel like they're worthy to stand up and fight this because maybe they, they look at porn. Well, the guys in my unit, they turn on porn or the guys in my firehouse or wherever, or the guys watch it on their own phone or computer. It doesn't have to define you and don't let it disqualify you from fighting back. And just because you watched it yesterday doesn't mean you have to look at it today or tomorrow. You can wean yourself off of it just like you could wean yourself off anything else. And we need good men in this fight. The children are worthy. They're worthy. I, as a warrior, could not look away. When I started learning, it was a, it was a friend of mine from the CIA, and he said, look, Craig, the area you and I grew up in, um, area basically 1960 from Kingwood to 290 in North Houston is the epicenter of child sex trafficking in the United States. It's rampant there. It's run in nice neighborhoods. The people next door don't even know what's going on. A lot of children being kept in dog kennels, uh, kept in closets, and hoard out from a a nice neighborhood home, and nobody asks questions. And and it's just, how is this happening in our area where our culture is so counter to that? And, and I felt like an affront, and it was the, it was the investigators, the, the federal agents that were part of the raids and the recoveries that were explaining to me, yeah, Craig, it's, it's um, I don't care what you saw as a federal agent or as a counterterrorist operator, what's going on with the children is different, and it's darker, and it's uglier, and it's this fight isn't for everybody, and it's very unique type of conflict. And I said, well, explain to me a little bit more what you're talking about. And they said, okay, well, there is a financial aspect to this. You know, 38 to $50 billion years is a lot of money. So a lot of people want to sell children for the revenue. There's the political layer of this rancid onion that is blackmail. Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, catering to the global elite, public figures, 
elected officials, bringing them to their mansions in New York, the islands, filming them, doing God knows what with children. And then that elected officials compromised. Then they answered to the intelligence officials who compromised them and set them up and let them have sex with children or do whatever they wanted. Well, now they are on video. So they're owned by some nefarious entities and not we the taxpayer, not we the citizens. So we don't get what we vote for anymore. So there's the political layer. And then there's the sexual perversion layer, just the freaks and weirdos that are miswired and they're sick in their minds and they are somehow attracted to little children who don't have all of the bells and whistles of a full-grown female. Child doesn't have any of those features. So it's a sick mind that wants to have sex with a child. So, okay, there's that layer. And then after all of it, when you get down to the bottom, there is the frontline clash between the forces of good and evil. And it is a spiritual confrontation. And the people that have ceremonies where they they deliberately torture and torment the children do it because the ancient gods that they worship in their cults cause them to believe, very sick minds, that torturing God's most precious and innocent, which are the children, is somehow going to benefit the, the, the torture or the abusers. So they think that these ancient gods, Moloch and Baal, in my opinion, it's just other names for Satan. They believe that they get special powers or some sort of benefits from torturing and destroying, defiling, very specifically, defiling God's most precious and innocent. In other words, ruining their little minds, taking their innocence, destroying their life's trajectory, the plan for their little life. So shattering their minds so they, they can't even think straight. And whatever they were going to live their life doing is going to be altered and ruined based on this, this horrific abuse as a, as a small child. So they said, Craig, the, the investigators, your guns and your rockets and your belt-fed machine guns are useless against this. You're dealing with a spiritual confrontation between literally forces of good and evil. And I thought, well, no, it's, I'm not that unprepared for it. My father was a very strong pastor and sincere and devout spiritual leader. And I watched him deal with all kinds of things and change lives for the better in every way. And I've seen him deal with some demon possession and all that. He was very strong and very confident and very well educated and prepared for that. I'm not my father, but I do understand it. And I'm not afraid. And so now... I'm reshaping myself as a warrior to fight in another way, you know? In the Marine Corps, I was taught infantry tactics, so I was going to be a warrior in that way. In the SEAL teams, I was taught to make war in a bunch of different ways. Uh, Underwater, it was a whole different skill set. You know, at night, on a closed-circuit rig with no bubbles, and going to put limpets on a ship or infiltrate countries. And that was a whole different skill set. I had to train and change myself, expand and grow to become that. You know, as a fighter, hand-to-hand, man, I've learned several different fighting styles over the years. And whenever you learn something new, it's it's uncomfortable. It takes you out of your comfort zone. But when you stretch and grow, it's it's also empowering. And I've learned so many different skill sets, you know, skydiving and all the different things. Some people 
find discomfort in it, but it's also an empowering process. So learning to become a spiritual warrior for the children is something I'm willing to do and grow in that way. So now at 57 years old, I'm growing more in that way than I have my entire life. So we are never done. So I don't care if guys, if you're looking at porn, stop it, put it behind you. Be someone who you can look at in the mirror and be proud of. And if you didn't do perfect today, do better tomorrow, but just work on it and start becoming part of the fight, part of the, the corrective process. Stand up and, and push back for the children. Hound your elected officials for, for better laws for the children. Support your wife. Protect your children. Teach them about this. There are things that you can do. You don't have to sit on the sidelines because you think you're not perfect or because you screwed up. We all screw up. Get over it. Put your battle armor back on and step back into the arena. Thank you guys for sticking around to the end. Thank you for joining us on this journey. If you'd like to find out more about the mind polluters or you can help in any way, visit fearlessfeatures.org and there you can um, give. We are right now in fundraising mode for finishing funds for this film. And if you can help, we would gladly appreciate every bit that you can spare. Every every dollar counts. That's right. We we need your help. We have made a commitment just like we did with the last film, Inwood Drive. Um we committed to the Lord and then to ourselves and then to everyone who uh, came up on board and stood with us and helped us that we would not only start that project, but we would finish it to completion. And that's where we are with the mind polluters. We are, <laughs> I don't want to say knee deep, we're neck deep in this one. <laughs> yeah. We're committed to getting this done, but we need your help. We right. need just, just the same way that Craig has talked about. How can you stand with him? Incidentally, mm -hmm. you can you, you can uh, go to vetsforchildrescue.org and see mm -hmm. how you can help their organization. And we need your help too. So if there's any way that you can be a part of what we're doing, mm -hmm. you can pray for us. We need financial help. This is uh, this is an expensive project. And you guys, you become a force multiplier for truth. The truth has to get out. The truth will set you free. And like Craig said in part one of his interview, sunlight is the best antiseptic. Yeah. And what we're doing with this film is we are ripping the lid right wide open mm -hmm. on this and watching the cockroaches scurry. Yep. And there are people and organizations and forces at work that do not want this film to be finished. And they certainly don't want it out. Mm hmm. And we have already seen it with Inwood. The, the the fangs come out and they are vicious. Gnashing of teeth. But the Lord's called us to this and we are not afraid and mm -hmm. we are not going to back down. We hope that you'll stand with us. Yep. Visit fearlessfeatures.org. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderfully blessed weekend. And we will catch you again on Tuesday where we have part three and then Thursday with uh, part four, the final part. So next week we're going to finish up with Craig Sawyer. Craig Sawyer.